1: pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This
2: might be college football. Heather. Welcome, we made
3: it back. Yeah, I know some of you are wondering if we would uh, ever be back. Uh, never a doubt. Whole gang is here. We hope you had a wonderful holiday, and uh, we will be here the rest of the week getting you ready for of the bowl games, including one January 1st. How about this? ETN, brother played at Clemson. Remember when his brother said, maybe it's time to bail out of there. Well, that's exactly what he did. He didn't go far. He went to Georgia. Another stinging defeat for a program. And meanwhile, Lane Kiffin getting uh, one of the most coveted players, if not the most coveted, in college football's portal and some more portal news and uh, tell, tell me if you if tell me when the news can't get any worse for fsu rudermaker who was supposed to play against georgia took over for travis did an adequate job he's d- he's done he's in the portal he won't be playing in the orange bowl raise your hand if you will be i don't see many hands up mm. I know you've been looking uh, all week long and all weekend and the week previous week. Is the SEC going to play any bowl games this year? Well, the big dogs walk last. First one tonight as the Aggies take on the Pokes in Houston. Joe Milton has said, you know what? I've, I've seen enough. A lot of fans have said the same thing about him. <laughs> It's Nico time, the one that everybody can't wait to see. He'll get his start, just like, remember, Milton did last year when uh, he came in late in the season and shined in the uh, Clemson game. The buses have arrived. Look who's in Cali. The man in the cowboy hat. Players looking good. Weather looks good right now. Okay. We'll see you out there. Milro? Why are we still here? Why aren't we out there, Randy? I have no idea. This is the uh, Bowl Challenge Series. Nothing yet from the SEC. How about the Big Ten? Pac-12 struggling. Sun Belt looks like uh, they're probably done. Uh, this, this was in the uh, bowl game in Mobile. South Alabama and Eastern Michigan. Nothing like a a brawl at the end of the game. (coughs) The the coach of that team, Kane Womack, remember they beat Oklahoma State earlier in the year. Hot young coach, we'll talk to him. Brandon Marcello. And Hal Raines, old friend of ours. Get his thoughts on the Rose Bowl. He He also has a book out. Till then, we will take your phone calls here at 855-242-7285. And I look forward to talking to all of you out there. And uh, let's check in with Blackwell first in Virginia. Hey, Blackwell. Hello. Good afternoon. Uh, uh, happy, happy, uh,
4: belated Christmas to everyone. Well, thank you yeah. very much. And, uh, good, good, good. I'm an alum of uh, Alabama, University of Alabama. There in uh, 1990, it came around uh, the Cornelius Bennett and uh, Derrick sure. Thomas kind of era. And I it. want to ask a question uh, about that. Do you think these uh, this, these defensive ends that we're looking at now compare to those guys at all? Uh, that's Bragg
3: as well. And uh, the other gentleman. That yeah, we have Dallas yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Dallas actually is a is a linebacker. But, uh, um, okay. you know, I would I would think uh, Derek Thomas and Cornelius Bennett were as probably the best two back to back linebackers I've ever seen on on a single team. They played briefly together. Uh, and then you remember in the 92 team, uh, you had the bookends at Alabama, uh, Copeland and Curry. Uh, th- that might have been the best combination of, of defensive ends I have ever seen. Uh, they were absolutely deadly. But this group is very good. I mean, this is an elite. Uh, th- those are elite players. And i um, not quite sure I'd ever put anybody in the same league as, uh, as, as Copeland and, and Curry. Hey, thank you very, very much for the call. You bet. You take care of yourself. Let's uh, continue uh, with Mark, who is up next in Mississippi. Uh, hey, Mark.
2: Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? We're
3: doing great. Thank you.
2: I was, I was sitting here and I was thinking about when the last time Alabama fans rushed the field. As long as I've been alive, I had not never seen it. So I asked my phone, the lady friend on the phone. And it says they never have, and they probably never will. Do you know a story about that, Mark? I uh, I never Alabama went through some stretches no, where they didn't no. beat some teams, and then they did. Well, uh,
3: I've, I've covered Alabama football around 40 years. I've never seen it happen. Uh, I mean, we—it's possible, uh, maybe in 40s or 50s, maybe the years Whitworth era. Um, but I, I don't think it's happened. I know it hasn't happened in the modern era uh and I, I, it's just a program that that is uh, immune from doing something like that well thank you very much for the call david is up next uh, david uh, go right ahead you're on the air
5: hey paul how you doing brother we're okay david how are you i've been better i uh wanted to call today and talk to you about the uh playoffs coming up but um I just wanna thank you for all that you do and how you carry yourself on the show and uh I appreciate all the callers and I just wanted to uh ask for prayer. I I lost my mom
3: last night. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry to hear that, David. Tell us uh tell us about that. Well she's she lived a long life, eighty seven years old
5: and uh she had gotten dementia and uh-huh. uh it was a shock. We're just glad she made it through Christmas, and uh, you know. But uh, like I said, just want uh, want everybody to pray for us, if you will. And again, Paul, I well, just D- thank David, you what,
3: uh, what what was your mom's name? Betty. Well, Betty, uh, David, we're so sorry to hear that, and uh, we will we certainly send out our uh, our sincerest condolences. It, it's it, thanks for the call. It's it's so tough because I think. He, Uh, In fact, uh, another friend of all of ours, uh, Doug Jones, uh, texted me on Christmas night, uh, letting me know that his mom, uh, Gloria, had passed away uh, on Christmas Day, and she was an uh, an occasional caller to the show. And it was just one—it's just kind of thing that I I don't think it's ever easy losing a parent, a friend, or or anything. But I think around this time of the year, it just becomes uh, even more uh more difficult. Well David, uh, thank you uh, very much and we certainly uh send along our our our, our best and deepest uh, condolences to you and your family and hope uh the new year brings some 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 comfort. Uh John is up next in Louisville. Hey John.
4: Hey good afternoon. Those are the calls that make your show so special. Thank All you. Paul your throat sounds a lot better.
3: Well, I I am uh, I'm I'm to the point now. I'm I'm no longer complaining about it. But uh I think uh it it, it didn't quite go away, but uh finally somewhere around the day after Christmas it it started to uh leave with the uh, leave with the Christmas ornaments. So what's going now on with the you? liquor
4: helped. I'm uh, out in California of it, yeah. already. You're already out um, there. Wow. Yeah. By the way, uh for your personal assistant, have her write down these um Din Tang Fung. It's an Asian restaurant that features uh, dumplings in the the uh, Glendale uh, Americana Galleria and there's a lot of restaurants okay, in Okay, I, I know Glendale. Uh, I stayed in Glendale one time
3: uh, downtown, so I know that area. It's a heavy yes. uh heavily Armenian if
4: I remember correctly. Parts of it are. Yeah. Okay. And Infinity's Tap in Burbank. So those are two restaurants okay. you should check out. So uh The Archbishop's visit was very special, and uh, particularly his uh, Christmas message, as well as the callers. I just want to pay tribute there first.
3: Well, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, that was the the last time we were together with the Archbishop. I I thought his Christmas message was extremely uh, poignant this year, Uh, not that it ever isn't, uh, but uh, I was appreciative of, of him telling, a more expanded uh, version of it.
4: Yeah, he elaborate more. He's more relaxed. It was a great call. And uh, uh, before I get to my question, um, I did consider uh, your suggestion that uh, I should reimburse my daughter for the tickets. I thought for about, I don't know, 10 seconds i said hell no i'm okay. not going to steal that from her this is her gift to her old man who may not be around forever so i am okay, going to well, well, listen so. i i uh, i appreciate
3: your honesty and your transparency <laughs> uh i thought i was just uh you know you know what the, one of the easiest things in the world is john and i you did it there, too. and that's spending somebody else's money and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed spending your money there. Unfortunately, it turned out that you, you didn't do it. And, and you, may, you may live, but the, your, your downside, John, I'll sound like a, a pastor, uh, the, the, the neighborhood uh, priest now, is that it, it was a great gift for her. Um, but if you do happen to hang around for a long time, um, then, then you have that many more years to, to, to go through regret about not having done what I suggested you do. We'll take a short break. We are back right after this.
0: Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
1: Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.
3: We are back and uh, (laughs) grateful that you've... Made it this far in the show, because we don't know what we're doing. This is actually an AI-oriented show today. We're, we're not here. We've already gone to uh, Pasadena. Let's uh, check in
6: with Carl, who's up
3: next. Uh, hey, Carl.
6: Hey, Paul. First thing, uh, I'm a 40-year follower of yours, but first-time caller, and I've just got th- so much enjoyment from you through the years. But Thank you very much. I wanted to amend your response earlier to Alabama fans never rushing on the field, because I was one of them. Really? Tell goal us about it. Goal line stand game in New Orleans. Oh, my goodness. 70, uh, was that fans, 78 season? So, yeah. It was. January 1st, 79. Uh, fans poured over the wall onto the field. I was one of them as a student.
3: Oh, I did know but that. But
6: the one funny antidote I have is I was on the front row of the end zone student section right in front of the uh, goal line stand. And uh, when fans started going over the wall, um, there was one... Uh, Louisiana State Trooper, and he looked just like the Jackie Gleason uh, character in uh, Smokey and the Bandit. And he had his eye on me. He was not letting me go on the field while all of these others were going. But finally I decided, uh, hey, I'm a student. What are they going to do to me? So I went on there also. But uh, that was a great, great memory, obviously.
3: that is a, that, that is For those who don't know, uh, it's one of the most famous ga- games in Alabama history. And uh, was it four? Was it four straight uh, running plays by Penn State uh, that that uh, Alabama won the national championship uh, on that series? No,
6: Don McNeil made the famous play right. that stopped him at the one-yard line on a right. pass. Yeah, there's and a there's a famous line. I can't
3: remember which one said it because uh, I've interviewed him and I can't remember which one of the uh, who was the guy that played for the Jets later on. Um, but, Barry Krause. Yeah, I think it was Barry Krause who, who finally I think uh, screamed. I think it was Chuck Fasina said you might want you, you might want to pass, Chuck.
6: That's right. On the That's final exactly uh,
3: on right four straight play. That was that was uh, that was uh, actually Coach Bryant won one more national championship the next year. Hey, thank you, Carl. That's a great memory. Uh, I think we were, we're we I, I did not know that I I had not I had not gotten to Alabama yet. Uh, came a year later, but uh, that. Uh, Pretty sure it's never happened in Tuscaloosa, though. Let's uh, check in with Bash, who is in Boulder. Uh, Hello, Bash. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? We're okay, Bash. Thank you.
7: That's great to hear. I just want to start saying thoughts and prayers to David and his family. And um, I want to agree with him, Paul, with everything that you do for the show. But before I get to my question about the contract offer that Michigan offered Jim Harbaugh, I just want to give a big shout out to the great production crew that you have, to Randy, Luke, Jamari, and Dan the Man, and also to Stacy in Birmingham. Because over the weekend, I was watching the part one of the Inside the College Football Playoff, and I heard um, Stacy's soundbite get included into the episode. Oh, really? And I just thought that that
3: was awesome. Where, where, where was that?
7: Well, it started in the introduction into Alabama's season, oh, okay. where um, um, it started week two, and his call after we lost to Texas, how um, Jalen Milrow is a running back playing a quarterback, he can't read no defense, and that we need to start the guy from
3: Notre Dame. Now, now Stacy said that? yes oh wow i didn't, uh, I, didn't uh, I didn't see the show uh well i'm glad to hear stacy because stacy's the one that's always uh chastising anybody uh who dared criticize alabama
7: well i would say a fair reference to stacy paul would be mr
3: l duncan but is that a fair reference or is that too confusing i think it's uh i get it pretty funny ba- hey, thank ba- you bash, bash bringing some heat the bash brothers from uh, colorado Let's uh, check in with Pembroke up next. Uh, Hello, Pembroke.
5: Good afternoon, Mr. Feinbaum. I hope you had a great Christmas and a happy New Year. Thank you very much. ready for. You're welcome. You're welcome. I wanted to talk a little bit about just the Alabama game out in California. I'm very excited about it, and I know a lot of people are. I've got some friends driving out there. Uh, Actually, they're flying from New Orleans to Las Vegas, and, and driving to go snow skiing, then then driving out to California after the New Year, so or on New Year, so they're going to have a big time.
3: Well, that is great. Uh, that, are you that, doing?
5: Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, what are your thoughts about? Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I heard something about you know the um, the contract with uh, Harbaugh, and I think. Personally, that the um, contract should in- include some days of uh, public service.
3: <laughs> well, uh, Pembroke, I—I I mean, there's this big offer on the table. Um, I'm, I'm, what I don't understand is why uh, it hasn't been agreed upon yet. Uh, I mean, we're we're getting rather late in the season here. Uh, usually, you sign a contract before recruiting. It gives you a boost. You sign a contract uh, before something of note, but. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm to the point now with Harbaugh. I really don't much care whether he comes or comes or goes. Uh, but at some point, you either want to be someplace or you don't. John is up next. Uh, hey, John.
8: Hey, Paul. How are you today?
3: We are well. Thank you. Paul, oh, uh,
8: glad to hear that. Paul, a few weeks ago I called and related the story to you and your listeners about an experience I had back in 1966. I actually met Coach Paul Bear Bryant on the sidelines. Okay. And as an afterthought that day after I made my call, I uh, thought of a bow tie that I should call back and put on that. I'd like to ask you and maybe your staff to take a shot at guessing what the tickets cost for that game that day back in 1966.
3: 66, uh, I'm guessing $10. Six bucks.
8: Six bucks. Wow. Six six bucks. Uh, uh, we traveled down to Tuscaloosa from Florence that day. The whole trip, gas, lunch, and tickets was probably thirty bucks or less.
3: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Uh,
8: times have really changed, haven't they?
3: How far a dollar could uh, could take you uh, back then? I would
8: guess now on a on a short leash, five hundred bucks to do that same weekend.
3: Yeah, I don't I really don't even know what tickets go for because you're not really buying the tickets uh, face value anymore. You're you, as you know, you just can't get a ticket. Hey, that's amazing. Thank you very much. That's a fun. Uh, uh, it, you go back in time uh, and uh, you know, we're actually you know with inflation going down. Maybe maybe we'll return to those times. Sure. Sure. We will. Uh, Tim is out in Texas. Uh, hello, Tim. Go right ahead. Paul, oh, good afternoon. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. Hey, as a as a thank you, as a Texas fan, I'm trying to you know gather what to expect
9: next year in the SEC with different programs, and I'm actually thankful that we don't have to play Ole Miss or Auburn. What are your thoughts on those programs, and who do you think um, is going to have
3: a brighter future the next couple of years? Well, I don't think anybody will get more hype uh, going into next season than Ole Miss because of. You know, what's happening in the portal and what they have coming back. Uh, hi- hype can be dangerous. Not saying it will be, but uh, who was the, who was the trendy pick this year? It was LSU. And uh, they didn't quite uh, live up to the uh, the hype. But I think uh, Lane Kiffin will embrace it. Uh, that he's he's selling his fan base. Uh, in the people that matter. The next year is the year they finally get over the hump. And and by the way, I don't don't mean the hump of playing in a New Year's Day Bowl. I mean the hump of playing for the SEC and probably uh, being in the playoff. Thanks for the call, really appreciate it. But there there is enormous enthusiasm right now in Oxford. We'll take a short break. We have a lot to do on this uh, day after day after edition. We're coming right back.
0: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
10: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI,
1: Well, New Year's Day
3: is going to be busy. Starts mm-hmm. early in the morning, and then SEC Nation starting at 11 a.m., a little bit of a different time. And then uh, SEC Nation returns at 3.30, leading you uh, right up to uh, kickoff of the game shortly after 5 p.m., and then a recap at some point after the game. And then so much more we'll tell you about as uh, we're, we're here for a few more days before we uh, what time's the bus come pick us up on Friday night, uh, Randy? But mm-hmm. right after the show, we got a we got a Greyhound. Ho- uh, we uh, what time? We we get to San Antonio at uh, three o'clock on Saturday afternoon, yeah. and then we'll see Matt in San Antonio, and, and then we should we hopefully we'll get to the game by five o'clock on January first. Let's uh, <laughs> let's check out Ricky uh, up next in Mississippi. Uh, hey, Ricky.
11: Hey Paul, man, if you're taking a bus, bro, you you should have left last week.
3: <laughs> uh, I tell you what, Ricky, I, I think I think those of us have been around a while. I remember my mother putting me on uh, Greyhound buses when I was uh, a teenager. Don't you?
11: Yeah, yeah, I, I roll a million days on the on the, on the, on the, on the old, the old Grey dog. I tell you, but but Paul, I'm i just calling to talk about. Um, well, first of all, uh, I, I I remember Stacy talking last week. Uh maybe we fall last when he when he kinda criticized um uh uh McElroy for 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 not oh, yeah. being a homer.
4: Uh, oh yeah.
11: That I, I, that's a, that that is crazy to me. I mean, uh you know, I know the man with the Alabama, everybody knows he he played Alabama, but uh uh Stacey got to realize that, or he, maybe he don't because he's too busy patting his own stuff on the back. But he just, you know, you get enough of Alabama love right here on, on, on this Yeah, program. no, I mean,
3: listen, uh, when you're a commentator for the game, you're not supposed to right. uh, show partiality. Why, you don't need to show partiality, Ricky, on a game broadcast. That, that's what we're here for 20 hours a week, to show partiality that, toward what, Alabama. Uh,
11: and a and perfect example is uh, um, the guy that, that – for, for, uh, uh, What's his name Um on uh Fox? uh The, the, the quarterback from the, for the Cowboys. Oh, uh, Tra- Tra- A- for the A- Cowboys. A- Troy, A- oh, A-
3: Troy, A-
11: Troy Yeah, Troy. Oh, oh Tony Romo. man, played for the Cowboys.
3: Oh, Romo? It, no, not Romo. Well, you got so, you got Aikman, you got uh, Aikman. A- Romo. Yeah, Troy Aikman. Uh, who's on Fox? Troy Aikman. No, he's on he's on ESPN. Goose Daryl Daryl Johnson's on Fox.
11: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Troy Aikman used to be on. Yeah, they
3: used to be yeah, Tro- on Fox. Yeah, Troy until uh, two years ago was on Fox. You're right.
11: Yeah, right. Yeah, but Troy Aikman, you 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 never knew that that man played for the Cowboys. No, didn't. you didn't, and that's why
3: I think he's become key, successful. Usually, yeah, Ricky, if, if you're if you're objective. a professional broadcaster doing a game nobody should nobody should know or ever hear you mention it because uh, that's Good one life. of the that's one of the fallacies of all broadcasters they have to constantly tell you where they went to school by the way if you're well known in the industry Ricky most of us know where you went to school
11: right exactly uh, uh, unlike some other cowboy man I don't know how he still got a job uh, uh, the wire, the former wide receiver <coughs> for the cowboys. He is such a homer. It, it it bleeds all the way through. I don't even know how he got a job.
3: Who's that? young know, Irvin?
11: Yeah, Michael Irvin. I, I don't get. Well, there, there's a, anyway. there's
3: there's a lot of people wondering how Michael Irvin. Uh, I don't. I don't think he kept the job. Is, is he still working in TV? <laughs> I. I oh,
11: okay. I think he's on Fox somewhere. I he's think, with somewhere. Uh, the
3: artist formerly known as Skip Bayless.
11: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Skip that, Bayless has been all, in uh, that's Witness what they Protection lately. Die again. <laughs> But anyway, Paul, uh, I, I I saw the um, I, I guess the, the the pregame thing for for the Peach Bowl, and I <laughs> the the Fighting Lane Kiffin is getting ready, huh? Oh That's man, the King, Kiffin,
3: uh, uh, Kiffin's the hottest uh, coach in America right now with uh, with yeah, all the stuff he's doing. Yeah, he
11: got, yeah, he got Walt, uh, Walter Nolan. I'm, I'm, yeah. Since my since my ball is not in a bowl in, the, in a bowl game this year, I guess I. Watch old Miss now, you know, I guess.
3: <laughs> I hear you. Hey, Ricky, thank you. You have a, We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Pat is out in California. Hello, Pat.
9: Hi, Paul. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you very uh, much. I'm uh, I'm uh, retired. Uh, you know, Being out here in San Diego, I haven't had a whole lot of good sports students to root for. Uh, I sent my daughter to Alabama a few years back, and that changed my football interest from kind of dark night to bright day and maybe oh, yeah. a college football fan. found your show. And the rest is history. Well, thank you. So what I uh, want to call about today is preparation for the Michigan game and, and beyond. I watch every minute, most every minute of every Alabama game and have for most of the past decade. I think it was last Friday, uh, somewhere along the way, you brought up the January 10th, 2022 championship game, and it struck a nerve. Uh, Bennett was leading going into the fourth quarter of that game, uh, if I'm right. right. And... Uh, the issue became, as it seemed to me, that the key players were down and were the backups, the next man up got called to play. They weren't ready, and they weren't prepared, and they failed to do their jobs, and they just lost that game in the fourth quarter. If I'm the coach, uh, one of my key focus would be to get in the face of every rider of the pine and tell them that the game could very well rest on their shoulders just as it did in that game. And they want to be the wannabes in the spotlight. That
3: weren't ready to play well done uh pat I, uh, that was the problem uh and you know it was a combination of that but it was also i always I also thought that game was just georgia finally uh, imposing its will physically and that was the trademark of that team other than the one game against alabama where we heard that before hey thank you pat great to hear from you i hope uh uh, you enjoy sa- uh, next Monday uh, in uh, in Pasadena. Let's continue with more phone calls. And Rusty is up next. Uh, hey, Rusty.
9: Hey, Rusty. First time caller, lifelong dog fan. Thank you. What's your opinion on Bobo?
3: You said that uh, so negatively. Uh, did, uh, Bobo, uh, did Bobo, did Bobo commit I mean, a crime or something? dog
9: fan. And, well, I've been a lifelong dog fan. He's just—he's just not been real good. I've got a lot of friends that are dog fans. I live right here in the Georgia-Alabama line. I mean, Bobo's got a playbook that everybody knows. He's going to run three up the middle. That's what happened the other night. Yeah. Why did Why did Mark never go over the hump? Because he had Mike Bobo as a is his coordinator. You, you know, Rusty. I, I listen. Georgia. I I,
3: I, pre- I appreciate you. Uh, you know, regurgitating a, a very old and, and tired playbook, but but I was mostly impressed with Bobo this year. Georgia was a, a top 10 national team this year in scoring. They uh, they had uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Uh, so I mean, I, I think that is a pretty, uh, it looked like you just um, maybe regurgitated a call from last summer. Uh, I, are you going to are you going to blame the uh, the Alabama loss on Bobo? I'm not, but thanks for calling. I'm just a host. I don't I don't I don't offer opinions. Ronnie is in Ohio. Hello, Ronnie. Go right ahead.
2: Hello, Paul. Thank you as always for taking my call. Thank you. Yeah, my funny um, my funny to you for the year is, you know, Ryan Day when. They beat Notre Dame, which I'm a fan of, um, with only 10 people on the field. He went after, you know, New Holtz, which is very old man. Right. And, you know, and won one national championship in his life. But, you know, after they lost to Michigan, my friend, he had nothing to say. And he, you know, got beat by a Michigan team without their head coach. So... You know, that's my Bunny for the day. I don't know what you take. Anyways, I'm a Notre Dame fan, and we are exactly where we belong because even if we did go undefeated, we would get whacked again. And as always, thank you for taking my Yeah, you my know, uh, Notre Thanks. Dame
3: picked up the LSU coordinator over the weekend. I mean, LA, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame is a very good 9-3 program, uh, and that's exactly where they're going to continue to be. And it's... That's fine. Uh, it, it, you know, Notre Dame used to play for national championships. Now they uh, hope to get into a good bowl game every year, even though they're not in one this year. Let's uh, check in with Logan up next. Uh, hello, Logan.
4: Hey, Paul. Uh, happy New Year to be. and uh And I wanted to ask you, man, if you could look into your crystal ball right now and let's look at the year 2024. What do you see happening in football? And in just American life, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on the new year. Well, in football,
3: I'm going to purposely wait a a couple of days. I I just think the next week or two is is going to help set the table for next year. Uh, I don't think anything uh, is going to be necessary for me to change my mind about American life. (laughs) 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 I I think we have a pretty good template of what the next uh, year looks like.
4: Oh man I hope I hope not Paul I hope this I think get we're better. in
3: for a uh, a volatile year a, a lot of legal ma- legal maneuvers mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I like to see a few less wars and oh uh, yeah but it is uh, yeah, you always read about history, Logan, and you, know, you think you know. You, you always you, you hear about the the build up uh, to World War One, to World War Two, follow, which followed the Depression, to everything that has transpired. But uh, I think we're in a pretty uh, critical moment in uh, mankind here.
4: I, I agree. I feel like the analogy would be like nineteen late nineteen twenties, early nineteen thirties Germany. And uh that's what concerns me the most, Paul. I hope I hear you, I hear not... you,
3: but I, I also uh you you can go broke making uh predictions like this, but I I still have some faith in the American uh, people that at some point uh, they will see past all the the banal rhetoric of of both sides of the aisle and maybe uh maybe we can find someone uh who is not, uni- nobody's ever going to be universally accepted, but it would certainly be nice if, if everything that we did wasn't split right down the middle. Hey, thanks, uh, Logan. Enough political uh, commentary for the day. Uh, Wolf Blitzer will be in uh, at the top of the next hour with the latest from around the world. For now, we, uh, we go to this message and more after this. This podcast
0: is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? Better because it has to be.
1: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. And hey, we are back. Uh, glad
3: you have uh, joined us. And let's check in with William, who is up next. Uh, hey, William, go right ahead. Hey, how's it going, Paul? We're doing well. Thank you. Hey, man,
9: I want to talk about that South Alabama game, man. Uh, and I want to uh, recognize the MVP of the game, Jamal Pritchett, from my hometown, Jackson, Alabama. Oh, wonderful.
2: Yeah, me yeah, and my catch with Auburn and
9: then you also have uh Walk III, Third who uh went to Vanderbilt just transferred to go to Colorado with Coach Dion.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Well we're about we're about to talk to uh, the coach in a couple of minutes. So William uh, I know you'll be listening. Thank you very much. Stephen is up next. Good afternoon, Stephen.
5: What's going on there, Paul? Hey there. Man, thanks for letting me be on your show of the first time we're here.
9: Well great. Yes, sir. Hey uh I'm calling in regards to uh, the game that's coming up. Uh, I ain't trying to poke no poke no bear or nothing like that, but the old Florida State and Georgia game. And what about it? Well, since I'm from Florida, I just want to kind of get your opinion, I reckon, but
3: I got a strong feeling that them old nose are going to come out there and prove to everybody why they ought to be in the top four. Yeah, well, I have a feeling they're going to prove uh, everyone uh, they don't. But uh, I appreciate your uh, your propaganda. Chase is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. Hey there, Chase. Hey, I just want to know what you thought about
9: Jalen Milrow uh, leading this team to win the national championship in a few weeks.
3: Well, I think he's done. Uh, he's the reason they're there so far. <laughs> so uh, for sure. Stepped up as a leader, time and time again. Yeah, no, I think he's you been know, phenomenal. He's really proven. Uh, I was, I was doing an he interview really- today, and the, and the, the, the host asked me what the uh, turning point of the season was, and I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, when uh, Alabama realized how badly they needed him, uh, there was no, there was never a debate about who would be called upon, and then ultimately he had to do what he did, and, and that stand up and uh, gain confidence, and then become. Went from a talented athletic quarterback to uh, one of the top players in the country. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, it has been uh, pretty amazing to watch uh, Jalen Miller. I can't ever remember a player who has transformed more than, than he has. Buster is up next. Good afternoon, Buster. Hey, uh, what year did you come to Birmingham? Uh, 1980. Okay,
9: I can't believe you don't remember this okay 1985 iron bowl
3: van kiff tiffin and the kick what happened after that well i I do remember the game i was standing on the sidelines in fact i I was standing on the i was standing on the auburn bench right next to bo jackson when he made the kick so uh the first thing i had to do was get out of the way of Bo, so i didn't get my head taken off and as he was he had a towel in his hand he, uh, he was swinging it so, uh, I don't. I remember them being, uh, there being a little bit of chaos, but I don't remember uh, Alabama oh, fans. Oh, they rushed the field. You sure about that? They rushed the field, and they tore down the goalpost. Well, I can tell you, Buster, they did not, because I was on the field. Where were you? I think they did. That's, you on the, I'm were, were, uh, well, on Buster, YouTube. hold on a second. Were you on the field? No, I was not on the field, okay. but I watched it on television. Well, I'd love for I uh, yeah, I'd Jordan. love for you to show me uh, some video of that. Well, I'm gonna try to look it up on YouTube. They okay. they rushed the field. Well, I remember uh, seeing three years earlier when my life was literally uh, on the line when Auburn beat Alabama and rushed the field, but uh, and it was one of the most chaotic. The most chaotic things I've ever seen. the The '85 game was at Legion Field, uh, won by Alabama. Yeah, yeah, and the length. It wasn't there six seconds left when he kicked it? I believe you're right. Yeah.
9: Well, okay. Uh, I'm going to see if it's on YouTube. I, mean, I mean, Buster, I'm not. I'm not saying
3: there weren't fans on the field. I, I, I have every reason to remember thirty eight years ago well, that they were. I but was i don't remember the, i don't think the goal post came down yeah well uh, i was also at auburn when we hosed
9: down georgia
3: too yeah well i definitely remember you know, that. when they ran on the well that that is true uh that was what a 80, yeah. 80, 80 something 85 so somewhere yeah. around that hey thank you for the call um and by the way uh 38 years of memory could be faulty i i don't think that's impossible I do, I mean, there were. The, I mean, there, there, I, I do remember fans on the field, but I, I, but I don't remember the goalposts coming down. If you got a, if you got a, if you got a piece of that goalpost, let me know. We'll take it off your hands. We will be right back.
1: Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.
10: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI –